grease the wheels once again. It's your Uncle Jimmy coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage. Today's uh, podcast is going to be about an evil subject. I call it an evil subject because the people that I'm about to talk about are, to me, evil. I really believe they are. Um, I don't have a good opinion of these people. Um, And of course, I'm talking about service managers. Now, whether or not, now it doesn't really matter where you work, you're going to have some sort of manager, unless, of course, you work for yourself. And if you work for yourself, you still have an asshole for a service manager because it's you. Now, I make, I'm making a joke. Hopefully, you can manage your own operation without too much trouble, without having to send you home or cutting your hours, your own hours, or back flagging you yeah. without, back, without back flagging yourself. I, I did want to. I did want to talk about service managers, and it's going to be at a particularly vile podcast. So if you have uh, virgin ears, uh, stand by to have your hymen perforated because uh, this is a subject that gets me hot. Because I got to be honest with you, folks, uh, boys and girls, if you're technicians out there and you've dealt with more than one set of uh, service managers in your career, if your career has been short or if you've had a long career with one service manager, you may not know what I'm talking about, or maybe you haven't experienced what I'm talking about. And, and if that's the case, then kudos to you for having good people on your team. I unfortunately have suffered uh, through many uh, different locations and different uh, jobs, different stops and different shops with uh, service managers who were, well, the best way to put it is that they were worthless pieces of shit. Um, I really don't have a high opinion of people in management just because they don't do the fucking job. That's, that's what it really basically comes down to. They're not doing the goddamn job. They're phoning it in. They're sitting around on their ass drinking coffee. They just don't, they're just worthless. Just In my opinion, they're just worthless, okay? Let me give you a now, I don't mean to make this podcast about me, but unfortunately, in this particular case, it's going to involve a lot of my experience with shop managers, with service managers. I've had, uh, I don't know if I had to count, I probably worked under, in some capacity or another, about two dozen different service managers or shop managers. And out of that two dozen, I probably had about four or five that were good and maybe another couple that were okay. And the rest of them were, well, they were shit bags. They were just, they were just worthless, okay? So let me just fill you in on some of the things that I'm familiar with that make a service manager a piece of crap. One of the first things is that, and I've, I haven't experienced this too much, but I know that a lot of people have experiences, that a service manager in some cases is a guy who just needed a job and was friends with either the general manager or the owner and so they gave him a job and when he asked them what he has to do they just said oh you don't have to do anything just make sure everybody else does their job and so they don't do jack shit and they still get paid and if the shop does well which quite frankly has nothing to do with them they get all the credit if the shop does shit if the shop is a crappy place to work and nothing gets fixed correctly and Things go awry all the time. The service manager is usually the guy they come down looking for. But if it's a friend of theirs or possibly even somebody with the same last name as the owner of the shop or the dealership, they're going to have excuses, reasons why the shop doesn't run right. And guess what? It's never, oh, I'm the problem. Nobody's ever going to, no shop manager, no service manager ever fucking said, 
out loud to anybody ever, oh, I think I'm the problem, when in fact they actually are the fucking problem. I had one particular shop manager, one service manager who was uh, bounced around a uh, auto group which had several dealerships. He was bounced around from one dealership to the other because nobody could stand him and he didn't do shit. He really did, honestly, did really did nothing. And they would put him in as a service manager or the service director in one dealership and then they would complain about him so they moved him to another one and then they'd move him to another one and then they move him to another one. He made, a, he made an, an honest to God 35 year career out of this with one company getting moved around and 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 shifted from here to there and being completely fucking worthless in the, in the meantime. And then finally, his last stop was the shop where I worked. And let me tell you what this guy's day consisted of. First off, um, it was as if when he woke up in the morning, he was already at work in his mind because um, he would show up at the dealership, you know, between 9.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30, and then if you had any kind of a problem that needed to have a service manager take care of, he would avoid it like the plague. And then if he was forced to deal with it, he would complain like a little girl that he had to deal with it and that he was so busy. And in fact, he was busy. Uh, he was busy trying to find somebody somewhere in the building that he could talk to about his boat or his fucking dog uh, for the next three hours. That was that was the extent of his morning, showing up late and avoiding work for three hours, and then you know going to lunch, of course. And you know you don't have to you don't have to work through lunch. Take an hour lunch doesn't matter if you showed up two and a half hours late. And then uh, in the afternoon, you might talk to some more people about your dog or your boat or that one time that you took your dog on your boat. And then you would leave leave at three three thirty. That would uh, complete your absolutely completely worthless day. You're uh, good for nothing, do nothing, not be there, piece of shit, service manager day at the dealership. There were a few times where he actually did do something, um, but a lot of times what he managed to do was to solve problems that we weren't having. Um, a classic example was the scrap metal. Some of the technicians liked to make a little extra money on the side. They had families. They, they could use the money. They had mortgages. They had kids. They had things they had to pay for. So they would take care of the scrap metal that the shop produced, you know, rotors and uh, any other uh, parts that came off a car that didn't need to be returned. And they would take them to a scrapyard and, and get money for them. And they were not going to get fucking rich doing this they weren't gonna you know they weren't gonna be putting a down payment on a rolls royce anytime soon uh by taking scrap metal back but when the uh when this asshole of a service manager found out about this he decided that what he would do is get a scrap dumpster and everybody had to put the scrap in that dumpster and then they would have it taken away at the end of the month or when it was full and they would get you know three like $3,500 for it. And he would put that money into an account and he would buy the shop lunch. He wasn't buying us a $3,000 lunch. That's for fucking sure. But he, he started to tell us that he would use that money to cover up our fuck-ups and, and implied that we had a lot of them, which we did not. So that was his fucking answer to a problem we didn't have. And uh, it irritated the shit out of me, even though I wasn't one of the scrap hounds that this fucking douchebag came in 
and then just disrupted the whole fucking apple cart when he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So he actually managed to chase off uh, several excellent technicians that worked in our shop, guys who had training, experience. They did the job. They did the job well. And for some reason or another, they either didn't like him or he didn't like them or they wanted to raise, which wasn't going to happen. Um, they left. And he, 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 honest to God, put several good technicians out the door. And at one point, I was one of them because the guy was a horse's ass of a piece of shit. If you sense anger in my voice, that's uh, you're doing pretty good because that's exactly... That's exactly the emotion I'm trying to put across here. And then what he would do, you know, so, since he, you know, let these uh, excellent, uh, hardworking, experienced technicians go, what he would do is try to fill the position with uh, a newer, younger technician. And a lot of times uh, he filled the role, he filled those bays with technicians who didn't know their asshole from a hole in the ground and just wrecked the customer's cars. And a lot of times... It was up to those of us who were still there, who knew what we were doing, to go back and refix the car. This was a an amazingly annoying occurrence, and it was all because of this D-bag, the D-bag in charge. The one particular dealership that I'm talking about, we used to earn an award on a fairly regular basis for being a center, uh, being a dealership that was uh, excellent in what it did. Uh, it was a uh, an award that the national brand would pass out to just a handful of dealerships. And uh, the dealership won it quite a few times, but uh, since that service manager showed up, they hadn't won it ever, not with him at the helm. He was just such a, a fuck up. And uh, so my experience with service managers has not been pleasant. I don't know about you and yours. I think a lot of times, I think, I think what I should do is probably maybe put together a composite of what an excellent service manager would look like or sound like or should be like and uh, I thought about I've thought about this quite a bit actually I think that a, a service manager should be a former technician and not for any particular reason other than uh, as a technician okay you know that there's certain things that happen in the shop when you're trying to repair a car or when you're you know you're in the, you're in the throes of making a repair there's certain things that happen certain things that get done that no one in the world could understand why you did that unless they were a fellow technician. Um, you know, just something got broke and, you know, the car's got to go because the this, this service advisor promised the guy it would be done at the end of the day and you, you've got a broken part and the car's not going to go anywhere. So you make some sort of a repair that is not mm, 100% kosher. Now, if you're a technician, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's what I am actually talking about is having a service manager who is a former technician knows that there's times when you have to do certain things to a car. And to a layperson, they would be aghast. They would be like, what? You did what to my car? But it's perfectly fine. There's not a whole lot of situations. And I can't think of one right at the moment off the top of my head, but there's just times when stuff gets broken, things get done that normally wouldn't get done, but they get done anyway because that car needs to go or it's not detrimental to its performance. I mean, obviously, you're not putting uh, connecting rod bearings in with an impact gun. You know, I'm not talking about stuff like that, but uh, 
maybe you got a bolt, you, you drove it home and it's stripped and you're just going to let it go because actually it's holding the car together still just the way it should, even though it's stripped. Uh, I think the perfect service manager should be somebody also too that was a service advisor, okay? Because if you're a service advisor, and, and I got to say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a service advisor, it's going to sound like, as a technician, that we hate your guts. And quite frankly, at times we do because you overpromise and underdeliver, and then you blame us, okay? Um, you know you do it. You know we hate you for it. And uh, there's been a few service advisors who I have threatened to kick their ass because they do it. Um, I had one who used to tell the customers all the time that the car was finished when I hadn't even started on it. I never, I was never able to understand why he did that. And I would tell him, I'd say, you know, he would say to me, oh, is this car done? I, the guy's here. And I go, who told him it was done? And it was him. It was that service advisor who told the customer that the car was done when, in fact, it wasn't so. But anyway, I digress. I think that a service manager should be somebody who at least, at least, at the very least, was a service advisor because it gives you an idea of how to talk to customers and what you can and cannot say to them. Uh, A perfect example of that is when you're talking about labor, never talk about labor as a time. Okay, so you're charging one hundred and twenty dollars an hour. That's great. But you don't ever say to a customer, oh, that repair takes four hours. Because they'll find out that the technician did it in 20 minutes and go, hey, why the fuck are you charging me for four hours? Never talk about labor in a time content to a customer. Don't do it. Just say it's going to be $480 labor. Let them figure it out. And if they figure it out, hopefully they don't figure out that the car got fixed in 25 minutes. It's just something you shouldn't do. And as a technician and as a service advisor and as a service manager especially, you should know this. You should know that you have to explain things to customers in a certain way in order for them not to misunderstand you or get upset about what is actually happening. Because if they knew how much time, if customers knew how much time we really spent working on our cars compared to how much they're paying, they'd flip out every fucking time. Now, I don't want to tell you that all the service managers that I've ever dealt with were terrible. Um, I've had some really, really excellent service managers, and I appreciated them for what they were, what they could do and what they did and uh, how on top of things they were. I had one gentleman who was uh, adept at hiring other technicians. He was able to get to the bottom of, of how good they were and whether or not they belonged in the shop. And he turned away a few. This was in the days back when... Uh, technicians actually were out looking for jobs instead of having 10, you know. I know that's a, that's a little hyperbole, but I, I don't want you to think that all, all service managers are terrible. They have the opportunity to be terrible. Um, and I, I know what a service manager's job is all about. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I, was, I managed uh, auto parts stores back in the day before I became a technician. So I know that when you manage something, you're in charge of delegating tasks to your employees. Now, there's a couple of different ways to go about this. You can stand there with your hands on your hip and say, you take out the garbage. You stand here and do this. You front and face the store. It's the same thing with a service manager. You have to fix the cars. You have to wash them. But you know what? It doesn't take very long for people to realize what kind of a manager you are if you step in and you help them with their tasks at some point. 
And I'm not talking about, you know, borrowing a technician's tools and fixing the cars for him when he's at lunch or something, or maybe if he's off that day. What I'm talking about is being there if the technician needs you, you know, if you're there, if, if, if it's late in the day, it's like 4.30 and the customer's supposed to show up at 5 and the service advisor's freaking out because you're only halfway done with a job and it's a five-hour job. And the, what you need is a service manager who says to the service advisor, okay, listen, you got to call that guy and tell him his car is not going to be done tomorrow. And then what you should do, if you're a good service manager, you come back into the shop and you say to the technician, say, listen, we called this guy and we told him that the car is not going to be ready to go today. Okay, so relax, take a deep breath, get a drink of water, take a piss, maybe have a smoke or vape or whatever it is you do, and then get back on the car and, you know, go home. We're going to finish fixing it tomorrow, okay? I don't, I don't, you know, if I was a service manager, I wouldn't want any technician to feel like he had to do six hours worth of work in 30 minutes so that the customer could have his car. This shouldn't happen, okay? Um, if a service advisor overpromises, that's not really your fault or your problem as a technician. Um, it's a problem for the service advisor. And this is, some, this is a point in time where the manager would step in. Now, out of the 20 managers I had, maybe two of them would have done that. The other two of them would have said, hey, that's not my fucking problem. I didn't promise the car and I ain't fixing it. Not my problem. That's what makes a piece of shit of a service manager, okay? Because a service manager is supposed to manage that situation, okay? Um, but what I have found more, more times than not is that the service manager actually manages to do nothing. I, re I mean, you know, they're supposed to delegate tasks and everyone's supposed to know what they're supposed to do. But this guy... He's, he's not involved with that at all. Um, he's not thinking about the business. He's not thinking about the employees. He's not thinking about the customers. He's thinking about what he's going to have for lunch. And he's going to think about what he's going to say to his girlfriend when she calls. And what he's going to say to his wife if she calls right after his girlfriend. You know, it's just, it's just, there's just so many opportunities there for a service manager to actually sink to the lowest level of competence. And then in some cases sink even lower than that. So you need, if you're a service manager, to let your crew know that you're in it with them. Because if you don't, they'll turn on you at every opportunity. And if the manager, the general manager or the owner of the dealership comes back and says, how's it going? And you say, it's going shitty. They say, well, did you tell your service manager? Said, that fucking lazy ass piece of shit. No, we didn't tell him shit. Okay. Because he doesn't give a fuck. And so then that general manager or the owner starts to look around and go, well, maybe I need a different service manager because I'm paying that guy a ass load of money to do jack shit. And that's, I gotta, I, I gotta be honest with you, I think that that is the bottom line of why, as a technician, I believe that the service manager is mainly a piece of shit, because they get paid a lot of money, and they do nothing, and that's irritating. I work very hard for every penny I got, and it's calculated and formulated and, and analyzed to the nth degree what I do the time management studies and all this shit, you know, the, the flat rate manuals and the, and the, the work time and, and everything that goes along with being a technician is just calculated right to the nth degree. But the service manager, he never has to account for any of the fucking shit he does. Never. 
I haven't met anybody ever who said, oh, well, the service manager should be doing that. I worked in a situation where the shop owner was actually the service manager, and that was the worst situation ever. Because in this particular case, that individual was in absolutely no way prepared to be the shop manager, the manager of that shop in any way, shape, or form. There was just no way. It was so bad, it caused me to leave there. Um, and that's not the first time I ever left because of a manager. Now, maybe you have a good manager. Maybe you have a guy who looks after you and pays you what you're worth and, and offers to give you a raise every once in a while and buys you lunch maybe once every couple of weeks and maybe gives you an extra day off here or there and, you know, is, is involved maybe even with, maybe is involved in your private life somewhat. You know, he knows your family. He knows your wife, your kids, your girlfriend, your dog, your, your car, your truck. Maybe you go shooting with them or you go hunting with them or you ride four-wheelers together. Then, then God bless that guy, okay? God bless the guy who comes in and does his job and cares about the people, whether it's you or the customers. God bless that guy. But those are so goddamn few and far between. And I hate that. That, that drives me up a tree. So I want to get to the end of this podcast pretty quick because I've, I've managed to keep it somewhat sane and uh, keep the language under under wraps a little bit. But I did want to get to the end. I did want to ask you guys about your opinions on your service managers or your shop managers, uh, maybe even your shop foreman. Sometimes they're your shop managers as well. Let me know if you got a good one, if you got a bad one. Let me know. You know, if you got a bad one, let me know what it is about them that makes them bad. Um, I know that there's a few things I missed uh, a lot of the things that I mentioned are things that we've all had to deal with. So, but there's probably other things, you know. Um, I, we even had a shop manager who was dating the wife of one of the technicians, which was a situation I don't ever want to have to go through again. It was just disgusting and soap opera like. So, but let me hear your stories, okay, guys? Because I, I care about what you guys are up to. I care about what you do. I'd probably be a semi-decent shop manager i might be a lazy piece of shit who knows but uh, let me know the uh email address and the uh facebook account and the twitter account are coming up at the end of this uh at the end of the broadcast let me know what your opinions are let me know let me know too what you think would make a good service manager out of the one that you have what he could or she could do different that would make them more valuable to you and the company that you work for. Okay? All right. That's it. That's enough of me. This is your Uncle Jimmy. I'm signing off. See you.